you're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiast, Amber. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello. Unfortunately, on this week, we do not have Kylie with us, but it is going to be a Matt musical, so it should still be a fun time. A Matsicle. <laughs> Matsicle. <laughs> All right. Calm down. <laughs> we are super stoked. Yeah, uh, thanks for the rousing uh, <laughs> intro there. Right. Yay, Matt, woo! Alrighty, so, boy, do I have a something for you. Ooh. <laughs> we are going to be covering the musical Firebringer. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. So, Firebringer is a comedy musical produced by uh, somebody f- should be familiar with uh, listeners now, Star Kid Productions. Ooh. So you know it's yeah. going to be very weird. <laughs> It's going to be something. And this show follows characters in the prehistoric era when fire was discovered and studied. Gasp. Cave people. So some general information about the show. The music and lyrics were done by Meredith Stepine and Mark Swiderski. Book by Matt Lang, Nick Lang, and Brian Holden with additional writing from Stepine. This is the 10th stage show that... Uh, Star Kid Productions is done, and it ran from July 6th to August 7th in 2016 at stage 773 in Chicago, or 773 in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, And then a YouTube version of the show was uploaded on December 31st in 2016. And similar to the company's previous productions, the show was funded through Kickstarter and raised $154,670 through 3,722 backers. Nice. Oh, well then. So yeah, this is one of those like cult followings and they just keep providing the money, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they got it, I guess, sure. Might as well put on a show. Yeah. And since, yeah, this was... Not, you know, some grandiose Broadway tour. There wasn't really a whole lot of other information for this show. So if y'all are ready, we got Act One. woo We are here for it. Yes, that is what we are here for today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready? No, but we are here. We're here. <laughs> it's a thing. Drop in because it's a show. <laughs> So the show begins with fire, which is Ooh. mostly like an instrumental and dance number, where the whole ensemble dance around a figure playing ancient drums and kind of setting the mood for things. And here we are introduced to Molag, our narrator and kind of former leader of the tribe. And she speaks to the audience and brings them back in time and tell the story of fire and its invention. And uh, and we get the song, We Are People Now, which are kind of all brief songs. Oh, I forgot to say, the original cast recording is on Spotify, but then there is also the YouTube show. Unlike some of the others, you don't get absolutely everything through the Spotify listen, but all the songs are there for you to see, and they will be down in the doobly-doos. In the show notes, link on the Spotify, and then on our website, I'll go ahead and put the link to the actual YouTube production, so you guys can check it out if you want to. And with this being a Star Kid production, there is a lot of fourth wall breaking, interesting jokes and quips. Molog mostly uh, yells at the audience for being uh, privileged assholes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because they don't understand stuff, and then uh, there's constant jokes where they start to say like a common saying, but can't remember some things 
Like, when shit really starts hitting the... And then they'll pause and think. And then they're like, whatever. And then continue on with whatever they're doing. There's a lot of that in this show. Nice. And it's pretty funny. And then there's jokes throughout it pointing towards the future and, like, current society. So there's a lot of uh, dumb humor there sprinkled throughout this show. So I will... Well... Go over absolutely everything, but if I remember really good ones, I'll uh, I'll throw them in there. <laughs> okay. So our story begins, and Olag introduces us to the tribe, where there has been a prolonged disagreement known as the Great Debate in the tribe, and this is between one of the members, Smelly Balls, and Chorn. Okay. Uh huh. We're starting. I bet. Great. I bet you can't guess what Smelly Balls' situation is. No idea. His balls are smelly. What? What? And and Chorn is called Chorn because all Chorn says is Chorn. So they're a Pokemon. Uh, about the similar intelligence, yeah, for, for most of the show. But essentially the great debate is Chorn saying Chorn and Smelly Balls just yelling no. Oh, okay. And that's the great debate. So this debate is causing chaos in the small tribe of cave people and uh, their leader Jamila steps in and solves it by encouraging smelly balls to say yes instead of no and and that works <laughs> Fair and point. everything is good so good job so this squashes the debate and Jamila earns the title of peacemaker <laughs> wow da 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 <laughs> level up <laughs> at this time the tribe receives uh, a blessing from their, their deity, the Almighty Duck. Oh. And uh, Jamila encourages everybody to get back to work. However, one of the tribe members named Zazilil pleads for a day off to, you know, sing and dance, which she just invented, by the way. Of course, yeah. Everybody just invented whatever their, like, shtick is in this. So it's... Gotcha. It's, you know, gotta, gotta have purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jamila... And the rest of the tribe kind of assert that the, the work must be done in the song. We got work to do. And uh, guess what? The song is talking about how much work they got to do to, you know, oh. better society. Okay. While the rest of uh, the tribe works, Jamila has a meeting with, with Molag. Molag reveals some information to her. Mostly that everything that she has taught Jamila was made up. Oh, okay. She reveals that the duck that they worship is fake. Oh, okay. All right. And that... It just worked out that nobody questioned why the duck changed colors every couple of weeks because the ducks kept flying or dying on her. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. And essentially just made up a bunch of stuff to keep people in fear to maintain her power. But Jamila has been maintaining power through leadership and she's she's a good leader. And yeah, Molog's like, you know what? You got things handled here. I'm going to walk until I find the end of the earth. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll bounce. Uh... <laughs> You got this, right? <laughs> yeah, you're handling things. Obviously, this news shakes Jamila to her core. She uh, mm -hmm. does not know what to do, but will try to keep things under control. Yep. And meanwhile, uh, Zazalil and her crony Carrie find Jamila and present her with the idea of eating squirrels instead of nuts and berries. Because Ooh. why spend all this time picking nuts and berries when the squirrels are so much better at it than us? I mean... <laughs> I mean, is Logic. it wrong, though? <laughs> Why don't we just wait for them to get really fat and slow, and then we eat them? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and Jamila kind of shuts this idea down and wants them to stop this silly thinking because nuts and berries have gotten them to where they are today, and they will get the job done. You stop that silly thinking. They need to focus. And Zazalo resents these rules and thinks Jamila is just holding the tribe back. 
in the song what if so she kind of ponders all these like amazing things that like what if you know we we could be doing so much better in reality she just wants to be incredibly lazy fair 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 but she also is an inventor so (laughs) um (laughs) okay speaking of inventions they are going through Carrie's findings for the day and find that it is mostly just random objects like dirt and rocks. Not berries at all. And she's like, if you eat these, it'll kill somebody. What are you doing? And then she gets the idea in her head. Wait, sharp rock. Killing something. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Use sharp rock to kill animals. Ooh. And yeah, they dis- she discovers that it is quite effective by uh, hitting her crony with a th- said rock. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, we get the song Welcome to the Stone Age, where guess what? We're welcoming in the Stone Age. Nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the rest of the tribe, uh, there is a, a great retelling of the one joke in existence. Ooh. Told by Jamila's wife. Schwoopsie. <laughs> and every time she says her name, which she says it quite frequently, it the music or the band plays a all right to accompany the schwoopsie. So jeez, but yeah. So the rest of the tribe, schwoopsie, Timlin, and Emberly are all kind of out gathering, like uh, the rest of the the crew, and they come across an outsider named Grunt or Grant <gasps> or, or or Grunt. They, they, like, mess up each other's names throughout the entire show. And nice. have a hard time remembering. But it's Grunt. Or Grit. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, kind of fearing them, but uh, eventually, Emberly, who is her job in the tribe, is to taste things and eat things and find out if they'll kill you. Oh. Oh. So she's... That's the worst job. Someone's gotta do it, I guess. She's really good at it. Yeah, so far, she's still alive. <laughs> So, th- so they've bumped into each other, and they're both trying to eat the same thing. But Emberly figures out that the berries that they're both trying to eat is poison. So she stops Grunt from eating them and saves his life. And instead shows him, I've made this incredible thing. It, It's a sandwich. Which is just leaves and berries, <laughs> mush berries in between. That's a sandwich. And we get the song Just a Taste, where the two kind of start having a budding relationship. Where Over they both get a taste of... Something new, and it's so great. Awesome. But at the end of the song, the two almost kiss, but Jamila and the rest of the tribe show up and chase Grunt off because he's an outsider and he's scary. No smooches for you. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. With everybody all kind of gathered together, Jamila can't really hold in these secrets anymore, and she reveals all of what Molag told her. The shame. She tells them that the duck is not a god. Timlin is not holding up the sky, which he has been doing for 27 <laughs> years. Then <laughs> reveals that Molag used fear to keep people in line. The Ducker, which is one of the tribe members, the high priest of the Duck, claims that Jamila is a heretic. But eventually is proven wrong when Timlin drops her arms and nothing happens. So he renounces his faith in the Duck. And the Duck flies <laughs> off. And everybody is kind of left shattered by these revelations. Jeez. Yeah, and it's actually really funny. They have, like, essentially a a felt duck on a stick that they have rigged up so it flaps. And so one person is just kind of, like, walking off, but everybody's like, oh, oh, there it goes. Oh, my God. It's kind of a not a a super budget effects uh, show. Just kind of turn your brain off a little bit. 
After all these revelations, Azula arrives with her new invention, the spear. Ooh. And uh, she was uh, about to give a demonstration to the whole tribe by testing it on Kiri by charging directly at her with the spear. Nice. But Jamila stops her multiple times. <laughs> In this frustration, uh, Zazalo attempts to test it on a mammoth, but ends up missing horribly and angers Trunkkill, which is the mammoth that can talk for some reason. Oh, yeah, you know, you, the usual thing. Yeah. The mammoth uh, chases the entire tribe up a tree and keeps them there until night. They make several attempts to try and flee, but the elephant keeps coming back, saying, Elephant never forgets. I'm watching you. <laughs> Even though I saw mammoth. <laughs> yes. Shh. Don't, uh. don't question it. <laughs> so with it being uh, at uh, night and they're not in the safety of their cold, wet, dark cave, they are in ultimate peril. So they must sneak back to their cave and avoid snarl. Which is a big, like, enormous puppet cat. Like, it's in three parts where one person controls the head and two people control the paws. And the paws are, like, people-sized. And the eyes light up. It's pretty wild-looking. Interesting. But we get the song, The Night Belongs to Snarl, where the stage kind of goes dark. And behind the main screen that they've all been performing in front of, there's, like, kind of shadow puppet show going on. Mostly showing Snarl, uh... Snapping people in half. Oh. However, the tribe does make it back to the to the cave safe and sound, and they're trying to rest, but Zazalo is still miffed about the whole spear thing and it being banned now, and leaves the cave at night with her spear and is determined to kill that stinking mammoth <laughs> in the song Into the Night, where she is kind of hyping herself up, excited to show uh, the, the whole tribe wrong, that her inventions are good. Mm-hmm. Eventually... Everybody in the tribe finds out that she wound or she made her way out of the cave and they're afraid that she's just going to get killed out there. So they all gather up and start heading out of the cave. And as they're finding her, uh, turns out she, she found a cave that she thinks something is in. Turns out it was Snarl's cave. Oh, awesome. So they're, you know, all scared and fearing for their lives. But just at the right moment, a bolt of lightning rains down from the sky, hitting the tip of the spear, and creates the first torch. Yes! Oh my god. And Zazalil uses this to scare off Snarl. Okay. And, uh, yeah. She has come out of this experience victorious. The tribe is amazed by this new invention, which Chorn calls fire. The first time she said something that wasn't Chorn. <gasps> and Zazalil, using this new position of power... Becomes the de facto leader of the tribe and banishes Jamila, <laughs> poo-pooing on all of her ideas. All right. Jamila warns them that the, the fire is dangerous and the tribe just ignore this warning and begin to worship Zezel as the Firebringer. Oh, that's your name with the show. Oh my gosh. That's your name with the show. Uh, and then we get the, the uh, last song of the beginning act and The Night Belongs to Us, where just uh, all like, super jazzed about this fire. Wow. So, wow. So, yeah, that's the first act, y'all. Yikes. Um, hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You know what? I enjoyed it, okay? As far <laughs> as, like, Starkid productions go. Yeah, it's decently funny. <laughs> yeah, we've been through some ones that are just, like, weird beyond the point of being weird. But this is, like, just, like, simple comedy, I think. Because, I mean... They're cave people, yeah. so 
it's a simpler life for them, and I, I'm enjoying it. The best thing about the show is Molog's uh, brief little cameos off to the side being the narrator, which is mostly just kind of introducing scenes. But yeah, her just shouting at the audience, calling them privileged fucks, is hilarious every time. <laughs> oh, I bet. But also, as far as Starkid Productions go, and this being pretty normal so far, wait for Act 2. Oh, I mean, I Yikes. fully believe that this will get weirder. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's a nice, simple comedy. And it's not hard to... I'm not having a having trouble following either, which helps. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, there's... It's, it's very simple and straightforward, and the humor is very dumb, but it's like, it fits. It gets <laughs> a, yeah, it gets a pass because, you know, they're cave people. So right. Yeah. They, they lean on that pretty heavy. But not enough to like ruin it. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it is not everybody's humor. Yeah, for sure. Star Kid production in every single one of their shows has a particular brand of humor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you if you don't like Star Kid, you're not going to like Star Kid. Like that's just. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no there's no fixing it. Yeah. That's that's just it. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious enough to hear the next chunk. <laughs> Unfortunately, since we don't have Kylie here. Amber, would you be so kind as to read our theater fact? Nope. All right. <laughs> the episode's over, everyone. Go home. We gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's not here. We have to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. According to the research of Herr August Fulsch, a German civil engineer published in 1877, a total of 460 theaters in major cities around the world had been totally destroyed by fire in the preceding 100-year period. Oh, my. London topped the list with 31, followed by Paris with 29, and New York with 26. Oh, okay. Huh. It's an interesting thing to study, Um, but... That's a weird thing to, like, choose. Why did so many of them catch on fire? I mean, they used a lot of fire as lighting, so I'm not that surprised. That's a lot in Paris, though. Right. 31 theaters burning to the ground. That's London. Oh, sorry, London. London had a but lot. Yes. But yeah, also Paris, and London. also New York. Like, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, because that's where the, the highest concentration of theaters would be in the first place. But, like, what what were they building their theaters out of? Mm-hmm. Just kindling. Just the mm-hmm. entire thing. But it also this also was published in 1877, so... Like, there weren't, like, OSHA regulations, <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised in the slightest. No. But you gotta you gotta think how like devastating that is for a town though. If like your theater burns yeah. down, like like you don't have too many options for entertainment. But uh man, I chose that little theater effect to maybe uh do a little bit of uh, foreshadowing. Oh if you couldn't couldn't guess where things are gonna go. Fire bad. Oh <laughs> Already are we Act two? Yes. We got we got a good one. Ready to burn it down in act two? I'm ready. Yeah. That was a really good one. Ready for things to heat up in act two? You don't have to keep topping yourself. This one's so easy <laughs> to this, do, yeah, though. Yeah, this show's low-hanging fruit. Let's be real. But my brain said no. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so in act two, uh, we begin with Molag kind of introducing the scene, and Zazzle is being... But he's now the leader of the tribe, and is, the tribe is marveling over how a fire has improved their lives. They've moved out of the cave, built shelters. Even though they're still wet, stinky shelters, it's shelters. 
And they now kill mammoths for, for food, and everybody is full and happy. In the song, Climate Change. <laughs> um, Because the air is getting warmer, can't you feel it? And if they do so much more with this fire, they could permanently change the climate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is then revealed that, big shocker, the fire has negative effects as well. Wow. What? Most of the tribe is now super distracted by staring at the fire all day and nothing is getting done. Same. And then Kiri comes and informs everybody that they might have killed all the mammoths. Oh my god, that's a little fast. And, you know, they did a lot of overhunting, so the extra meat from that was kind of dumped into the watering holes around. And now all the water is poisoned. Oh, jeez. Okay. And people are getting really sick. So, yeah, we're they're the monsters now. <laughs> Humans. So things aren't, aren't going so great with the tribe. And then Molag shows up again to inform us that uh, Jamila actually died during the intermission. She got eaten by a lizard. <laughs> oh my god. And she, she begins to walk off and then comes back and says, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we, we get shown Jamila. She's now in exile and... It's just kind of sad, but she's just, you know, 50 feet off to the side from the tribe, but she's still exiled and sad. Yeah, obviously. She admits to herself that perhaps her reluctance to new ideas was, was wrong in the song Jamila's Lament, and and suddenly during her, her downtimes, uh, a man from another tribe appears. A man? But she's like standing in, alone in the stage, and he comes up and just kind of like drapes his arms around her, and she kind of has a moment, a brief moment of like... Ah, who are you? But then realize that he's really hunky. And then she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Same. And yeah, he, <laughs> for no. he, he takes her off and uh, leads her to his village. We cut back to the tribe where Grunt manages to find Emberly again in her new village. And uh, he has found his thing in life. He's a painter, guys. Ooh. They do some catching up, and he's showing her some of his paintings, where he made one of him uh, and his uh, penis rising all the way up to the moon. Beautiful. Um, the first dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he doesn't give it up. He's too proud of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he decides that he wants to keep a, a little memory of her, so he asks if he could uh, paint her. And we get the song, Paint Me. and Like one of your French girls. Yeah, she- <laughs> she goes and does like a lying down pose and he goes that that's that's the pose you're gonna do she's like yeah i was thinking about it and he's like all right it's kind of fucking difficult but all right whatever <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the song he is you know doing his paintings and gets ready to uh show her and she's about to open her eyes and he's like fuck i forgot the eyes god damn it <laughs> oh my gosh stupid and then uh by the end he shows her the painting where it's uh you know a full body thing but like cave person style nice but at the very bottom of the painting there's just a cat (laughs) and she's like (laughs) you have to have a cat is that a cat on the bottom he's like i can't do feet (laughs) also same yep Then we then cut over to the rest of the tribe, where the Ducker is trying to regain his position of power as a revered speaker, but this time he, instead of speaking to the duck, he can now speak to the fire. Oh. And, you know, like any other position of power, he's got to have a big dumb hat. Yeah. So he puts on his big dumb hat, 
but instructs them to light it on fire, Uh-oh. prove that he cannot be hurt by the fire. He is a vessel for the fire. Oh. Um, yeah, he catches on fire and yeah. is in a lot of pain uh-huh. and starts uh-huh. running around and bumping into things while being on fire and burns the whole village down. Uh-huh. And, and this is all in the song, Ouch My Butt. <laughs> Ouch My Butt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's That's the one. So through through all all this, the the events earlier of the the mammoths all being extinct and the water being poisoned, things are just all terrible in the in the village. And yeah, they're out of fire, and everyone blames Zazalil for being a terrible leader. That's fair. And Carrie, who has been uh, Zazalil's loyal crony this entire time, says that Jamila was actually right. And that Zazalil's a bad leader. Gasp! Bum bum bum. Oh my god. And. Of course, they did all of this at night, so now they're out of fire, no shelter, no cave, and uh, a snarl shows up. Mm-hmm. And oh. <laughs> right before he'd shown up, Grunt had been brought uh, back to the village, and uh, of course he is the one that just gets snatched up. Yep. And Emberly, obviously, you know, crushing pretty hard on him, pleads with the tribe to, to help out Grunt. They need to go save him and bring him back. And... Emberly comes up with a plan to scare off Snarl. She uh, takes inspiration from Grunt's paintings and decides to pop a squat right there and paints with her uh, fresh material fire uh, onto a slab. No. Yep. No, that, no. Uh-huh. All right. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Zazzle begs everybody not to go, saying that they're just going to go to their death, but... Everyone kind of hates her right now, and they ditch him, because Grunt seems like a good guy. All right. And, yeah, so they all leave, Zazzle is left alone, and she laments on her failings in the song Backfire, which is her starting to sing, and then uh, random flashes of her tribe's uh, people yelling at her show up, and she's like, all right, damn, fine. (laughs) Um, But... She is eventually visited by the same man that found Jamila in the exact same fashion of wrapping his arms around them and then being like, who are you? Oh, okay, this is cool. Okay, all right. And (laughs) so he is starting to talk to her and then eventually learns her name and goes, oh, no, this can't happen. I've been hearing too much about you at home. You're coming with me. And Zazalil is brought to this new village where there are tons of people, which is a.k.a. the crowd. Okay. And we find that Jamila is now a happy leader to this new tribe. Oh. And in the midst of her kind of like showing off how happy her life is, Zazalil begs her to return, admitting that she is a better leader and even offers to marry her. Oh. Jamila initially refuses. She has so many hot husbands and wives now because she is husband and <laughs> wife to everybody in the tribe. Uh-huh. Okay. But they're all hot, so it's okay. Yeah, obviously. All right, yeah, yeah. But the two kind of sit down together and admit their, their wrongdoings to each other and find out that they're actually somewhat similar. Oh. And uh, Jamila eventually agrees to returning and is going to hold Zazalil to the whole marriage thing. And after a brief pause, Zazalil thinks it over and goes, eh, I'm into it. (laughs) And the two celebrate how much they can accomplish and and come up with a plan to save everybody in the song together. And this is, like, all taking place in the time it's taken the tribe to track down Snarl back to his cave. So there's just, there's a lot happening here. Okay. 
We cut back to the rest of the tribe and find out that uh, Grunt is still alive in Snarl's cave, but he's missing an arm and his feet are chewed up. Oh, gross. Which is <laughs> portrayed on stage by the actor kind of folding his arm in half and just kind of wedging a f- big fake obnoxious bone in between the wedge of his arm. Yeah, re- super convincing. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, so they begin to uh, get Grunt up and out of the cave and they're actually doing fine because Snarl is super asleep. And they even, you know, go up and pet him, and he's really soft and cuddly. But they decide that they don't want to push their luck, and they begin to leave, and at the last second of them exiting the cave, dun-dun-dun-dun, the cavalry shows up with their spears to save everyone, and they end up Mm -hmm. waking up Snarl. Oops. Oops. Emberly tries her poop painting, and uh, big shocker, it doesn't work. Yeah, gross. Jamila and Zazalil attack Snarl uh, and miss, but... Their misses end up hitting, like, the wall and creating sparks. <gasps> oh. Zazulil gets a brain blast and figures out that <laughs> smacking the two spearheads together will create fire. And she gets to work. Okay. So, yeah, she eventually makes fire. And both Zazula and Jamila, now wielding torches, light Snarl on fire and kill him. Oh. And they've, they've done it. They lit another beautiful creature on fire and, and burned it to death. Yay. Yay. That's, um... Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to I'm going to take a brief pause right here. Things have been somewhat normal so far, right? Um, um somewhat. I guess. Somewhat. Sure. Brace yourselves. Okay. So, with everyone celebrating, Chorn suddenly speaks in full sentences. Oh. Chorn reveals itself to be an alien, and not just an alien, an alien of the species that seeded life on Earth. Oh. Okay. These these events were actually a test for humanity. And guess what? They passed. It was prophesized that they would destroy themselves with the introduction to fire. And that it was actually Chorn's spaceship that ignited uh, the spear in the beginning. Okay. All right. So, so since they passed, she gifts uh, the tribe with the knowledge of all of humanity, including, like, the future. All right. Right? And she restores Grunt's arm. And this is in the song, Chorn. Uh-huh. Okay. She gifts them all with this knowledge, and they all kind of have seizures and dance around. But they, they eventually awake to more song and dance. Jamila and Zazalil uh, propose to each other and, and agree that they won't be either crapping on each other's ideas or rules. And the tribe is going to strive forward and make for a better future. They stride forward and make for a better future. And, yep, that's it. What is up with Starkid and aliens? I don't know. Literally every show so far. (laughs) I don't understand. Like, it was going fine enough, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like they got to it. It's like they got to the end and they're like, wait, it's not weird enough. They're like, hold on, did we mention aliens yet? Put it in here. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> So. I am confused. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, it wasn't, like, the worst show we've heard, but the ending was unnecessary. I, I agree, the alien, uh, <laughs> I. Wait, you, you tell me it didn't make sense to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> no. I still enjoyed <laughs> no. the show. I still want to go watch it, so I might have to 
put that on my list of things to do. Um, Yikes! If you want to like set up a drinking game, these are these are good shows for that. <laughs> Every time, because I the word uh, I feel chorn. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that would um, yeah. you know make the experience that much better. But yeah, having the dry run of just watching it, I am still very confused. <laughs> Did I eat mushrooms today? <laughs> what? <laughs> what am I on? Mm-hmm. Right. What the heck? So, uh, any other thoughts? Yeah, like we said before, like, it started off simply enough, and the humor fit that simplicity. Mm-hmm. So you knew exactly what you were signing up for with the dumbness. Sure. And it was funny because it knew it was dumb, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciated that part of it. And then it just, like, like you said, it's not weird enough, so we have to add something else in here. I I don't know. It was it was a, a stupid turn for them. And, and the, the show was stupid, let me, you know, point that out. But they made it stupider. For no reason. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like gags that aren't in the song. Yeah, like when when Zazalil first gets the fire, she's like mesmerized by it, but like keeps touching it and just ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and Molag was doing a narration and was just like, "Stop touching it, you idiot!" <laughs> and then she goes to lick it and she's like, "Stop it!" Oh, jeez. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, like s- stupid, but expectedly stupid mm-hmm. until the aliens. Yeah. And I was just like, what are you doing, man? Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, not the worst show you've covered. But definitely not winning any awards. Yeah. No, I don't imagine so. <laughs> but like you said, this is a cult classic and I can definitely see why it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the people that funded it probably think this is the best show. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's all people that buy into that humor and yeah. they'll watch anything that Star Kid makes, which, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, go for it. Yes, and one of their songs, uh, one of their songs actually was like a meme for a hot minute. Yep. We even did a, an Instagram reel about that one. We did. Which gave gave us the idea to cover this one, so. Which song was that? We got work to do. I don't really want to go to work today. I don't really want to yeah. do mm-hmm. the work today. I don't really want to. Yeah. 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 It was a thing. Yeah. We did that one. Because that's how I feel when I edit a lot, so... But yeah, that was that's that's the reason it came across my radar, and I suggested it to Matt because it just sounded perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've covered a, a handful of these so far. I'm sure there will come more times of uh, covering Star Kid Productions, and I'm sure they'll be equally as weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess it gets to the point where it's like, ah, here's this really dumb show. You should cover it, and then you're like, it's another Star Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> are you serious? We can't escape them. <laughs> We cannot escape them. But they have a niche and, and you know, we just keep falling into it. They're mm-hmm. just like Obviously. making weird musicals. Maybe they're making them for you, Matt. Yeah. I mean, the ones that we have covered are all, are all around the same thing, or around the same time. Because, like, the Firebringer was the show they did before the guy who didn't like musicals. And then that was obviously followed by Black Friday, so. Right. <sighs> yes, we'll definitely... I'm sure we'll cover more of them, but we are trying to get other shows that aren't Star Kid. It just it just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, but that is that's okay. I mean, it, it's it's you know it's still a show. So maybe one of these days we'll get to cover me and my dick. One of these days, you know, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> We've been talking about that show for forever, but we just haven't. At done this it point, yet. it's probably Alien Dicks. So it's probably Alien related for sure. And then there is also the the run of the the Potter musicals that they did. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyone else have more final thoughts on this one? It was a show that happened. Mm-hmm. You are correct, and I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is going to go ahead and wrap us up for this episode. Yeah, so be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you'll get our episodes as soon as they are posted and hear all this Star Kid goodness. Yay! And then also, if you're on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, it helps boost us up in the numbers, and it's just really cool if you did it. It's real nice of you. Yep. Yeah, do it for the for the betterment of humanity, just like this tribe. <laughs> Help them discover us, because we're the fire. Well, they ah. they already know about us, because they were given that much oh, right. information. But they they know that you should share. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yep, it makes sense. Just roll with it. Got it. We're going. Uh, <laughs> but, of course, the best way to help us out is through word of mouth. So go ahead and tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, any tribes you're part of, any aliens you have communication with, whatever the shtick is. Go ahead and tell them, because we really appreciate your help in helping us get that organic growth. We're super cool, and you're super cool, so you should totally chat with us. You can find us all over the interwebs. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at Save Manassi. You can find us on Facebook at Save Manassi. You can find us on Instagram at Save Manassi. You can find us on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. Or you can email us a little more privately at SaveManassi at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have dumb musicals that you want to recommend to Matt, please send them our way and we'll put those into our roster. Because, again, we are trying to find other ones that aren't Star Kid. They just keep popping up. But we do like dumb musicals and regular musicals and all types of musicals. So nothing is too weird for us. Yes. Wow. But for more shows and to keep updated on everything that we've got going on, including other shows that we are a part of or producing in the future, you can go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com where you can find everything about us and we're cool. But I think that's going to wrap us up on this one, you guys. Thanks, Matt, for presenting. And hopefully Kylie will be back with us the next week. So thanks for listening to this episode of Save Me Analysis. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. If you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.